0: former UFC champion, is arrested on an attempted murder charge after he tried to kill a man who has been charged with molesting one of his loved ones. And a pastor blesses an abortion clinic and claims that she, quote, never felt more loved by God than when I entered the doors of a Planned Parenthood. Stay with us as we look at these and other stories on the 511 News. Now there are two kinds of people in the world, only two kinds, not black and white, not rich and poor. There are those who are dead in sin and there are those who are dead to sin. After three nights of unbridled lawlessness across London, the contagion is spreading. The problem is that God has already judged this. He has judged murder already. I don't need to question it. I don't need to ask and wonder what his plan is. We're commanded as Christians not to participate in the works of darkness, but expose them. Welcome back to the 511 news. I'm your host Chad Davidson of Good Fight Ministries. And on today's episode, we're going to be discussing specifically not only what has taken place not too far from our own hometown here in Simi Valley, California, just a couple hours down south of us, and also another story regarding someone who claims to be a pastor blessing an abortion clinic and saying that they felt loved by God after entering a Planned Parenthood. But before we do that, I wanted to also remind you that right now, as of midnight, I would say last night, I guess, as of midnight last night, guess what? If you go to marveldcexposed.com, you can watch our new documentary, Marvel and DC's War on God, The Antichrist Agenda. And this is the first video of a seven-part series that will also be coming out with kind of an eighth part It has to do with taking all of the cumulative understanding of what happens in the seven different parts and just gives that out to you on YouTube without all the clips that are going to get it taken down. That's why we have it up on Vimeo. And I know you can rent it for as cheap as 4 bucks, and I think buy it for $8.99 or something along those lines. Tony's giving me a thumbs up, so it seems like I've got that at least memorized today but nonetheless, you guys can check that out, or if you're a Patreon, you have access to it right now as well. So, if you're a Patreon at the Silver I'll just say Patreon. And if you are a Patreon, you have access to it right now. So, with all of that said, this is a very sad, sad story that we're going to be reading about because former UFC heavyweight champion Cain Velasquez has been arrested on attempted murder charges. And I will say this for myself, I am known as, in the wrestling community because I've been a wrestling coach in California specifically for about 16 years. And I've done that at the assistant coach level at high school, the head coach level at high school, as well as now I've been coaching young kids for a couple of years as well, which is very different. But nonetheless, you get to know some of the coaches and the culture. And when it comes to wrestling, a lot of people that exit the wrestling arena and amateur wrestling after college or maybe attempting Olympics usually move in to different things, either coaching or MMA. And one of those wrestlers who wrestled for Arizona State was Kane Velasquez. And so Kane, I've seen him at a number of events here and there, and he was actually the champion of the UFC, and so when I saw he was arrested on attempted murder charges, I thought, wow, what happened to him? He always seemed like a family guy. I didn't know that he actually knew the Lord or anything, but he always seemed like a family guy. And I always I was wondering specifically what was going on that led him down a path where he was trying to kill people. And then I read the story, and I'll read it for you here. It says, according to police, San Jose and Morgan Hill officers received a call about a man shooting into a vehicle with three passengers inside. The gunman was identified as Velasquez, and he allegedly shot one man who was later transported to a local hospital with injuries, according to police. The report said Velasquez followed a woman and another man who was later identified as Harry Galarte Jr. Police said Velasquez fired a gun at Galarte, who was recently charged with molesting a close relative of the retired mixed martial artist. Galarte was charged with one felony count of a lewd and lascivious act on a child on February 25th and was granted supervised release, police said. Now, I want to read directly from the police report, a media release from the office of sheriff there in San Jose, California. On Wednesday, 2 23 22, at approximately 00919 hours, sheriff's office deputies responded to a 600 block of Powder Court in San Martin regarding an alleged prior sexual assault involving a child. Deputies and detectives from the sheriff's office sexual assault investigations unit responded to the child care establishment and began the investigation. After conducting interviews, With the four-year-old juvenile victim and associated parties, investigators determined a sexual assault had occurred. Detectives later arrested Harry Eugene Galarte Jr., a resident of San Martin. Galarte is a relative of the owner at the daycare establishment and resides full-time at the residence. However, he is not employed at the daycare. Detectives determined there are more than 20 children who attended this daycare establishment. The daycare's license has been temporarily rescinded while a full investigation has been conducted. Basically, he was charged with lewd and lascivious acts and then had bail set at $50,000 and apparently was out on bail after being charged with these horrible acts against a child of the age of four. Now... And This child is said to be a relative of the former UFC champion, and that is why he went to go take out vengeance upon him. And I want to read some of the comments specifically uh, by fighters and so forth, and also his uh, former boss there at the UFC. He said, I obviously feel sorry for him and his family. It's a horrible thing. I don't know enough of details to speak on it, but from what I've heard, we all said we'd do it if it ever happened to us. Well... Kane did it. And some of his fellow fighters, like Derek Brunson, said, Free Kane Velasquez or Terrence McKinney, who said, If it's true, Kane Velasquez tried to kill that boy because his daughter was molested, then blank. That boy got what he deserved. And funky Ben Askren stated, I don't want to live in a country where you can't shoot someone who sexually abused your child. And for most people, I think that. Uh, Especially if you have children, that might be the first thing that went through your head. If you thought that your child and you were convinced that your child had been molested by someone, you obviously, probably, there's some going to be some righteous anger that takes place and you're going to want to take out some vengeance on them. And the Bible actually talks about this, this idea of just letting people out on bail and letting people off when they commit such heinous acts. And Ecclesiastes 8.11 says this, Because the sentence against an evil deed is not executed quickly, therefore the hearts of the sons of mankind among them are fully given to do evil. You see, when things are not dealt with, when sin and wickedness is not dealt with expediently, what takes place is that those people performing those acts continue to do them. And I say this specifically when we're dealing with child molestation Uh, Because I'm someone who, not that I was specifically targeted in child molestation, but my adopted brother was. And my adopted brother had two different people who not only molested him, but childhood and other neighborhood kids for a number of years in different areas, and was finally arrested, the two, the couple, in Arizona, and received an 18-year sentence, that sentence which went alongside the birth of who would become my sister. And the reason being, they didn't want them being able to have access to that child until that child was, in fact, an adult. And the reality is, is that was far too light of sentence. No matter how much we have love and forgiveness for people, that is far too light a sentence for absolutely, positively destroying people over and over again, the Bible is very clear when it ca- when it talks about causing people to stumble. In Matthew chapter 18, Jesus specifically said, And he called a child to himself and set him among them and said, Truly I say to you, unless you change and become like children, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. So whoever will humble himself like a child, he is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And who receives a child, one such a child in my name receives me. But whoever causes one of these little ones, who believe in me to sin or to stumble it is better for him that a heavy millstone be hung around his neck and that he be drowned in the depths of the sea guys this is what the bible describes for those who corrupt little children and for believers to really understand and grasp this and i hope that this would allow us to take stock in who we put our children with who we recognize in fact We most recently sat down with a man named Walt Heyer. And some of you guys may know Walt Heyer. Uh, He's been interviewed on The Candace Owens Show and uh, on a number of other shows as well and has a number of books out. And when we interviewed him, he tells his story specifically about how he transitioned back in 1983, before it was all popular like it is a phenomenon today. He transitioned uh, at the request, uh, or at the guidance, I should say, of his psychiatrist who convinced him to have a sex change, only to then absolutely his his life turn into a whirlwind. And I'm excited for you to see the full interview. Even if we don't agree with everything he says in the interview regarding some psychology and so forth, it is still a very powerful interview and can give some great insights to us. But nonetheless, in that interview, he talks about specifically not only about when he was a young boy and his grandma secretly having him wear dresses and how pretty he was in that dress and how he would sneak the dress home and his dad tried to discipline it out of him. And then eventually, because some of the family members actually found out that he was wearing dresses, one of the uncles began to sexually abuse him, to which his parents uh, and those around him replied, he would never do that, your uncle would never do that. And he runs a website, and that website is called sexchangeregret.com. And he actually has an entire book specifically dealing with just 30 different emails he's received from people who now regret some sex change that they had, and maybe it's hormone blockers or actually the surgery that took place. And I ask him, and we're going to play the clip here, and you can check out the full interview on Monday. But we're going to play the clip here so you can see it and you can hear him specifically tell you this is a man who has dealt with copious amounts of people regarding their regret of having a sex change. And I ask him specifically, how many of these young transgender people or these transgender people, as they call themselves, how many of them were abused before this took place? Here is answer. Of the thousands of people who've written me that I've written back or talked to on the phone or or done a Skype call with, what I can tell you is 100% of the people who are uh, contacted me because they regret having gone through it, all, every one of them suffered from some sort of abuse during their childhood. You know, when you put that alongside the scripture, quite clearly we see the causing of ones to stumble and so forth. We recognize the sin, the sexual sin, as a sin against your own body. We recognize the seriousness of it, and then having a young person partake in your sin, causing them to stumble, and you see the effects that happen, you see what takes place when someone gets involved in this, It is no wonder that a a father or it hasn't fully come out. And and as you can see, some of the reports are that it's a child. I'm sure uh, it will come out whether or not this is his actual child or just a a relative or so forth. But regardless, it was obviously someone that he loved and went to go defend. You obviously can see why someone would want to go after an individual that would molest, uh, that would take advantage of a child. And I know in this country we have due process but let's be honest, a lot of times what happens is those who are committing these indecent acts ruin people's lives, and they themselves end up with a slap on the wrist and then eventually go back to doing it. I can tell you this, uh, for you guys who remember to catch a predator, to catch a predator. I remember a number of years ago, and maybe I've mentioned this on a previous show, but I remember a number of years ago. I was uh, just up one night waiting to go to to work. I was doing an overnight shift, and I had my computer up and on YouTube. You know, as as sometimes we can do, we're clicking through different videos, and I was like, "Oh, To Catch a Predator." That was a really good show. Let me watch some of those clips. And typically, To Catch a Predator was on uh, I think it's Dateline NBC and or Nightline, whichever one it is. And uh, maybe Tony can edit that so you think I know exactly which one it was. But uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. And when that, that would play, it was one time a week, and you would wait and you would watch it and you'd see them catch someone or maybe a couple people on an episode. And it was like, wow, it was incredible. And you would saw the same similarities and the excuses. I've never done anything like this. This is my first time and so forth. And it was really interesting because I sat there watching those clips one night and I went clip after clip after clip after clip and i realized that by the end of it my heart was growing stones i mean i really was becoming so cold hearted i wanted to kill someone not literally but i i was thinking like man if i could get my hands on these guys and i don't believe that we are made to just sit there and watch copious amounts of individuals and their wicked behavior and sneakiness online trying to sneak and get little children to do things with them because we all recognize that it is a corruption of these children and the effects that it has on them going forward in their relationship with Christ, in their relationship with how they look to the outside world, in their sexual relationship that one day should be between them and their spouse alone, Guys, it is just positively heartbreaking and heart-wrenching to see these things. And so, yeah, we need to recognize and see that that's going to be difficult for people to stomach. But we also need to look at what the scriptures say. One, that even if we recognize what the Bible says in Ecclesiastes chapter 8, these people are not dealt with swiftly. And so guess what? The hearts of men run wild. And that's exactly as what has happened in this country because people have slaps on the wrist and you're basically torn. Even the molesters, even the pedophiles were simply born that way. So we don't want to give them too hard of judgment. Let's just give them therapy and they'll be just fine. But also we need to make sure that we leave room for the wrath of God. Because I'll tell you this, we do pray for repentance even when it's difficult to pray for repentance on certain people we still have to do it, and also when we do that, we recognize the the darkness and the wickedness of our own sin right we we I think when we really take an account and we see something that disgusts us and makes us have no problem understanding that there is actually a hell, that there will be eternal conscious torment for those who do not come to Christ and neglect and turn from Jesus Christ. Him crucified and the blood of Jesus. And we recognize those things and see it, we it's it can be palpable. We go, you know what? I totally understand why there's a hell. But we also need to recognize that we ourselves deserve to go there. And this is heart, this is heartbreaking. And and I cannot imagine being a father and having this happen. I have I have a four-year-old little daughter. So when I read that, and when I read that police report, yeah, my blood was boiling, absolutely. And sadly enough, the the truth that was told at the end of this article, when, it, when they, they talk about the, uh, the sheriff and what he had to say uh, regarding it, he said the sad tragedy, or the district attorney, Jeff Rosen, I'm sorry, the sad tragedy is that Mr. Velasquez chose to take the law into his own hands, endangering the public and everyone in the truck. This act of violence also causes more pain and suffering to his family. And that's the heartbreaking thing. But granted, it's not like you want someone to stand down and not do anything. I, 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 it's very, very difficult uh, to know exactly where the line is here. Um, but the reality is, is this man has, has children and they're probably not going to see their dad for a long time. So the ramifications, the sin of this man... Uh, not, not, uh, not necessarily him, but the sin I'm talking about specifically of this man, Mr. Galarte, and the fact that he was able to get bail and go back to his parents and the daycare and so forth. I mean, just sick, man. It just shows you once again, the Bible is so true. I mean, because this stuff isn't dealt with swiftly because child molesters and abusers aren't dealt with swiftly. They just get to run free a lot of times, and they get to continue to practice their wickedness. It's heartbreaking. And and specific to practicing wickedness, reading an article that was recently up on the Washington Post talking about a woman who claims herself to be a pastor, Reverend Kaylee uh, McAvoy, uh, a blessing an abortion clinic. Blessing, yes, I just said that. Blessing an abortion clinic. And I heard that, and I saw that, and I said, man, that's pretty sick. But then when I read these words, this is what broke my heart. In November, McAvoy, a 29-year-old with a melodic preaching cadence, took the high white pulpit at Westmoreland and said she had, quote, never felt more known and heard and loved by God than when I entered the doors of a planned parenthood never felt more loved never felt more known and never felt more heard by god than when entering in to a building of death a building where they rip apart babies limb from limb and then vacuum out their remains and at some planned parenthood specifically take those remains, and then sell them to the highest bidder. This is where this woman says she felt more love. Love. That's interesting. Because the love that is given by God himself, the love that we are called to have is one of self-sacrifice, not actually sacrificing your child at the altar of convenience. And for her to say such a thing, and then to follow it up in that article, it says, then last month, she addressed a group of Christian abortion access activists. That word Christian needs to be wiped out of that, just like pastor never needs to be next to that woman's name, unless it says not a before it. Meeting in a D.C. church. In a D.C. church, activist for baby murder says, quote, something holy happening here, friends. Words just don't have meaning anymore. When we start using holy to talk about people meeting, to have access to murder babies, then you're talking about a holiness that is derived from Moloch, one that is separate maybe. It's so separate, it's separate from God. It's not holy and unique one holy and away from evil that's what holy truly is you are holy against him you are completely separated from him this is the blind leading the blind into a ditch and this sort of this sort of just absolutely i mean just giving in giving in to the culture giving in to what the world says and saying i can acquiesce any sort of information I'm given from the world, and I can make it a part of my Christian faith. Well, guess what? Your Christian faith is just that, yours, and it's not the Christian faith of the Christians in the New Testament that were called Christians as slander because they followed Christ. You yourself, Miss McAvoy, are sadly simply a baby murderer and then are an encourager of others to do the same. You should feel loved by God because Jesus Christ died a horrible death on a cross so that you can be saved from the sin you commit. Not so that you can commit that sin, brag about it, and get others to be convinced that walking into Planned Parenthood is a loving experience rather than a murderous rampage on a child in their most protected place. This is just so disgusting, and it's precisely what God said he hates He said he hates, he abhors the shedding of innocent blood. You know, what I would say is if you read Jeremiah 19, where it talks about the Israelites actually giving in and actually sacrificing their babies to the God of Moloch, which is basically what you're doing in modern times at a Planned Parenthood. And when you see that, he says, that I never decreed it, nor has that ever entered my mind. I would quote that directly to Miss McElvoy and pray that you will repent and come to a relationship with the one true God because right now you are simply a puppet for the God of this world. That is all you are and you need to repent. But you know what? We may see the wickedness of a child molester. We may see the wickedness of abortion doctors and those who are prevalent in getting the word out that more people need to have abortions. And you may see that and say, Wow, that's so wicked. I'm glad I'm not like that person. But you need to also sit back and recognize the sin in your own heart. If you're a non-believer, if you don't know Christ, maybe you're watching this because you're a UFC fan and saw a picture of Cain Velasquez on the icon here. I don't know. Or maybe you're watching it because you thought it'd be interesting. But if you don't know Christ, ultimately you're going to the same place that any murderer, molester will go. Not because, oh, I'm not as bad as them or, or this and that, but it's because you're simply getting what you deserve. The fact is is that Jesus Christ died a horrible death on a cross. He did that so that what? So that he could pay to i paid in full for the sins of the world. And so when you lie, cheat, steal, fornicate, lust— Any of the commandments of God, going against the very conscience he's give you that bears witness against you, going against the very law of God which he's written on our heart, going against the Holy Spirit, which has convicted the world of concerning sin. So you're convicted of sin and righteousness and judgment. When you do those things, guess what? You are storing up for yourself wrath, the wrath not because God is meany, but because you deserve it and he's a good God. And instead of judging you, he has judged his son who died that death on a cross, and if you look at that sacrifice and say, I'm okay, I'm too busy, I got other things in my life than a come and right relationship with God, then it says in Proverbs chapter 1, to those who neglect the wisdom of God, it says to them that they will laugh at their calamity. But for those who know Christ, we won't care when the evil comes. We will know, we won't dread it, because we're secure in Christ. I pray that you will become secure in Christ, And if you're not right now, if you don't know Christ, turn to him right now, follow him, and trust him with your salvation. God bless. This has been Chad Davidson, and this is the 511 News. The 511 News with Chad Davidson has been brought to you by Good Fight Ministries, bringing you news and commentary from a Christian perspective. This show can be heard every Friday wherever podcast shows are available. Or visit 511news.org. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to being with you next week on the 511 News.